<laughs> the worst plan. I don't know if it's the worst plan. Well, I mean... It's not a good plan. He's going to save her from dying because this old guy suddenly has powers over dead people that he revealed and might be evil. And that's totally a good idea. And maybe we should just kill everyone to make sure that plan works because uh, then you'll be strong enough with the dark side for the other person not to die. And then maybe just go ahead and choke them out anyway because that, that you got angry one time and then you're all this is totally worth it. What a good plan. I mean, you know, uh, what's the saying? In for a penny, in for a pound or something like that. So, uh, you know, do one questionable thing. Might as well just go in whole hog and become a full-blown Sith Lord. No. No, I am definitely of the opinion that there are some steps that you could pass through on your way to becoming a (laughs) Sith Lord (laughs) other than just do a bunch of nonsense. Um, That makes no sense. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of, sort of, let your emotions get the better of you and accidentally betray one of your council member masters. And then at that point, you basically just kneel down and get a cool new name. Yeah, well, he's his name's Darth Vader, uh, which is German for father. Um, so that's... Oh, is it? Yeah, well, George Lucas, in naming things, funny story, uh, he's not good at it because he just sort of comes up with like these comic book names for everything. Uh, like, uh, when Darth Sidious, as in, like, Insidious, when, when, he, when Darth Sidious is explaining, uh, in the opera house, uh, the story of Darth Plagueis, and it's like, oh, really, Plagueis? That's, that's a good name. Like, like, Plague? Like, that, that's great. And then there's Darth Maul, and it's like, oh, well, what a, what an interesting name, Maul. I wonder what that's, what the, what the root of that is. Uh, it, it's just, uh, it, his name's for things. Jeez. Speaking of names, um, the name of this movie is uh, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to say. It's wrong. I mean, so uh, Re- Revenge of the Sith. Uh, what are they getting revenge uh, for? Well, didn't you uh, hear? The Sith were driven away, except for this one, maybe, kind of, sort of. Uh, and And so they're going to have their revenge. But it's not really like... It's not. It's not really so much about revenge as this one guy taking over the empire because uh, he's not like resurrecting Sith orders no. or anything. He's just like I'm just in charge of things now, and I'm just evil. <laughs> I mean, on the scale of revenge, I think uh, duping all of the Jedi into like kind of sort of helping him out with his plan along the way is probably pretty good revenge if he was in fact trying to get revenge for something. But you know, it's just. Um, I don't know, maybe Rise of the Sith would have worked or something? Well, you know that uh, Return of the Jedi was uh, temporarily Revenge of the Jedi. And then they're like, Mm -hmm. oh, that doesn't really seem very uh, Jedi appropriate. Uh, And and so that was changed. And so I I get the strong sense that this is an effort to tie Return of the Jedi with Revenge of the Sith. Um, But... Uh, I don't care. I mean, the mo- the movie titles are not great. I mean, Attack of the Clones, uh, the Phantom <laughs> Menace. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I mean, the the Jedi even have something to to what to get revenge for. Um, you know, particularly these prequels, they, they would probably want some revenge for all of that, especially because the Emperor is still around and he's the guy who did the stuff with all of the killing of the Jedi. So, oh no, 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 no! But one time they attacked him and it didn't work out, so they had to hide in exile forever. Um, 
that's that's what you have to do. Uh, you 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 just you fail once and then you never try again. Well, he does have a, a very large army. Yeah, which you can get by apparently. <laughs> In some instances, or if you're uh, the other Jedi, you just get shot and then fall down stuff. The thing I don't get is like. They, in A New Hope, and in, which, you know, Star Wars, if you're going to be Dr. Dring about it, um, in A New Hope and in Return of the Jedi, uh, the Jedi and Sith, basically people with the Force powers and stuff, can sense other, like, Jedi and Sith and be like, hey, that's totally my son over there. Uh, hey, that's totally my father. Uh, you know, that kind of thing over long distances. And uh, so... How are they constantly surprised when one of them walks into a room? <laughs> I don't understand uh, it. Well, you know, they, uh, the, the dark side has been clouding everyone's, uh, you know, uh, yeah, but, force, but even, force sensors or something. So Even the Emperor doesn't know. Uh, even the Chancellor, sorry. Even the Chancellor doesn't know when uh, anybody's coming. If he's the one who's clouding the their senses, it's like, why wouldn't he know? You know? Uh, when was he particularly surprised? Like he, I don't know. It kind of seems like he knew what was going on the whole time. I mean, you have to kind of assume that uh, Palpatine knows everything that is going to happen. Otherwise, this completely ridiculous plan of things that are outside of his control makes no sense. Well, except that uh, he seemed surprised that Mace Windu was there so early, uh, and then he also seemed surprised when Yoda showed up, um, and he was like, "I was wondering when you would, you know, whatever." Uh, you survived. Like he had no idea, uh, and he was like, he literally just—he's—he's he's like five feet from you. You—you you couldn't sense him walk in the door or anything. Like I don't know. It's just—it's—it's it's weird how that you know works out for, I guess, dramatic tension. But dramatic tension is awfully generous uh, to to use in the in the context of this movie because uh, I felt no tension through the whole thing. <laughs> Maybe uh, Yoda has a force sensor blocker blocker, and that's why because he's also powerful. Uh, well, you know, content blockers are really going to end the uh, force web, um, and it's going to uh, result in everybody having to use uh, apps, and that's not free, and that's how uh, democracy dies, uh, with thunderous <laughs> applause. <laughs> and app downloads. Uh, 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 hmm. So, um, you can't tell I don't like this movie. <laughs> The question, though, in follow-up from last week's episode, is do you think this is a step down from Attack of the Clones, or is this a step back up, and where does this compare to episode one? Uh, see, I, I, I'm, I'm tempted to pull a Marco and say that I put all three of the prequels on the same level. No, uh, no, no. But, but it, like, it, it's just, it's so hard to pick, because it's like, there's so much really ridiculously pathetic stuff in the first one. Um, but then in the second one, it's so, uh, well, it's, it's sort of like he, he hit that point where he could just like do things on a green screen and make a movie and not care about how anyone was delivering any lines or what the lines were written like. Um, and, and so it kind of like hit a peak there. And then with this one, I think it's like coming back down again and it's like, it's, it's still pretty terrible. Like, uh, it's mostly, mostly it's just that the, the plot of this is so absurd. Like it, the, the plans and the machinations and, 
the uh, uh, all all of the sort of weird coincidences that have to happen uh, in order for the result to come out at the end of the film um, with people saying things in between. So, like, there's a couple of things where it's like, okay, uh, the opera scene or whatever. Like, they're they're it's they're just sitting there, but it's actually more interesting than some of the other things they did when they're like running around and shooting things. Uh, the 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 stuff with you know basically anytime the chancellor's on screen, I think it's probably the most interesting part of the film, um, which is sad. Uh, and there's more of him in this than there is in the. Uh, Attack of the Clones, and he's obviously like super evil this time. So that's there's that, but but it's just a disjointed, complete mess. I mean, General Grievous, the whole Count Dooku thing. It's just like what what is happening? Like it's just like all this this stuff just sort of like f- fumbling around. I, I just I I I don't I just uh, I hate it. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is you don't have a definitive place in the trilogy for this movie. I don't know. I mean. It's really hard because it's it's like Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith are pretty bad, um, and it, it's they're not they're not as like absurd. Like there isn't the the wacky poop jokes and uh, uh, Jar Jar Binks moments that there are in in the first movie, but there there's still it, but that almost makes it sort of worse because it's like trying to take itself seriously, but it it, it can't do it. Like it, it is not as serious as it thinks it is about some of this stuff. Uh, like when Padme has to, Natalie Portman gets a lot of sla- uh, gets a lot of flack for her acting in these these films, um, but she has to cry while delivering ridiculous lines at the end of this, and it's just like you, you know, I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I could sit there and with a straight face, you know, say. You told me you killed younglings. Like I, I just, I, I couldn't do it. So kudos to her for that. But it's, it's so, so, so bad. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm gonna push one more time. Where, where does it stack against the other? I three? don't want to pick. Oh, it's uh, okay. Fine. Um, if you, if you need me to rank these, absolutely. Then I guess I have to. <sighs> put Attack of the Clones over this and then put Phantom Menace. Uh, I don't want to say it. Uh, (laughs) You can say this is not a high bar. I might put it above Revenge of the Sith. So it would go 2, 1, 3. Wow. That's that uh i think you have the reverse order of what i have you like this one the most while i agree that this movie is a disaster i think that it attempting to take itself seriously is about as good as this movie could have been it wasn't indulgent in that they were throwing the silly poop jokes in there and i'm glad that stuff was gone i agree that the motivation is completely ridiculous but presuming that you're kind of left with a uh shaky storyline that you have to get from a to b i think this was them actually trying as hard as they could to make the two things connect uh which 
I, I didn't see in the other ones. The, the other ones are just like they're doing things. I don't know why they're doing any of this. All, they, you know, in Attack of the Clones, we talked about they needed like two things to happen. They, they need to fall in love and Sidious needed to get a little bit more power. And then the rest of it was just kind of nonsense. In this one, they had to do a lot more stuff. They did a lot more stuff. They did it in ridiculous ways, too. Uh, but they managed to achieve more than in Attack of the Clones and I think in Phantom, uh, Phantom Menace, too. So uh, only on those grounds do I put this higher than... It, it may be on par with Phantom Menace. I just, you know, I want to put it higher than Phantom Menace because Phantom Menace's humor makes me sick to my stomach and Attack of the Clones was just a giant pile of garbage. Uh, but, okay, if we think about... <laughs> <laughs> if we think about uh, Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader, who is supposed to be the central character of these three films, this is all his story, how, how he became Darth Vader. If you were to just take the Anakin moments from this movie and line them all up back to back, would you still rank them that highly? Or, or is it really that everything else that you like in this film is a- completely absent of his involvement? Uh, I think... Again, in this regard, I think they tried in this movie and then gave up like three quarters of the way through. So like all of the stuff where, you know, it was kind of out of his hands as to whether or not he ends up on the Jedi Council because Palpatine wants him there to help him out. And he's his buddy or whatever. And he's kind of put in an awkward position because the Jedi wants him to to spy on uh, Chancellor and Chancellor wants him there to report on what's going on because who knows who's lying, but they may, uh, they both want something from him and he's kind of in an awkward position and you can see where he's kind of teetering, teetering on the edge of, uh, his loyalty to one side or the other. And it puts, it puts him in an awkward position. So there's the setup for potential for him to flop from side to side. He absolutely gives up way too freaking easy and quickly in the, uh, chancellor versus windu scene. Uh, that that scene is just a disaster. But I, I'll, the setup in this movie for where Anakin is kind of he's kind of sort of stable and okay with himself, even though he's sort of unstable in the beginning of this movie. But then through just sort of the uh, the events that take place in this movie, he's kind of put in an awkward position that sort of sets him up for falling into the Darth Vader role at the end. So the the setup, I think kind of worked in this movie but the way he fell into and accepted the sith role was uh awful okay i guess i could see that i just i i find it hard to believe that he's so close to being a jedi master when he's standing up in front of all of them and having a temper tantrum (laughs) about how (laughs) he can't be on the jedi council Yes, there's a seed, there's is. a seed of a good idea in there. There's the seed of the idea that he's, you know, he, he's been brought up in this republic. It's been you know thousands of years or whatever. He actually became friends with the chancellor through all of these different things where he's, you know, on the protective detail for Padme and all this other stuff. Uh, and then the Jedi Council is kind of being jerks to him because they don't know whether or not they should, you know, not trust him or not trust Palpatine or who 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 knows what. It's everyone assuming the worst about everyone else, which is the kind of coincidence you can accept when watching a movie because you can go, okay, I know things these characters don't know, and they're assuming this wrong thing, and that's going to lead them down this plot path here that's going to be interesting and lead to some stuff happening that is, you know... Uh, kind of tragic for this one character but um then it all just goes to hell but there's a difference between tragedy and omg what are you doing um because like (laughs) you look at look at like uh shakespeare 
Romeo and Juliet, like all all this stuff. It's just like there's all these things where like characters make certain assumptions. It's like, oh no, but you shouldn't have done that. Ah, the poison was not a good choice. Like all all of these. Spoiler alert for Romeo and Juliet. But uh, <laughs> there there are all of these things where it's like you could build dramatic tension even if you know what the outcome is going to be. Um, but none of that is followed through on here, and it just makes me so furious because <laughs> yes. you watch it and it's just like he he's acting like a five year old. Uh, and then sometimes he's acting like he's a know-it-all emo, like high schooler. And it's like, I don't, I don't, I can't gauge from his emotional response level exactly how old he is supposed to be. Um, he has a scar, so he must be older than he was in the last movie. <laughs> but, uh, it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't ring true in anything he does. There's no tension. There's no, there's no build up to becoming Darth Vader. It is just a series of events he stumbles through on his way to becoming Darth Vader. All of a sudden it's just yeah. like. And there he is. Yeah. He starts off as kind of a cocky punk, but he's gotten strong or skilled enough to sort of back up his cockiness to a certain degree. And that sort of propels him forward. But he is still kind of uh, a punk kid, which uh, comes back to bite him a bit later. Uh, But yeah, I mean, you know, the the whole thing where there's a really odd scene, or at least I I found it odd, where... um, they they uh they they put Obi Wan on the uh, the mission to go look for Grievous and uh, he's he's bummed out or whatever that he doesn't get to go but he has that little like goodbye moment where he's like all right see you later I'm yeah, sorry when, when I haven't been super appreciative dock? yeah <laughs> yes but you know I kind of liked where he was it was weird but he's like I'm sorry I haven't been super appreciative you know I've I uh just been really frustrated with all this stuff and they he basically says like you're a good dude you're super wise you're gonna be a great jedi and he's happy for a minute and then all of a sudden it goes into he's not super wise he's not really gonna do the right thing and he uh he 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 cries when he thinks about the fact that his uh his wife is gonna die and there's nothing he can do about it like I, i don't know how this particular kid has not come to terms with the concept of death yet uh, so much so that he is willing to kill everyone and everything around him just to potentially have a hope of stopping death of one character. That's the part where it goes completely tone deaf off the rails. But it's even even before that, though, even before the Mace Windu scene where everything like turns, uh, I, I get what you're saying. They're like laying the groundwork, and I see I see very clumsily them laying that groundwork, uh, where you know he's he's just dissatisfied with everything, but you know he'll 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 accept whatever judgment uh, uh, begrudgingly, uh, and it's just that everyone else around him seems to think he's competent, which really throws me for a loop because no one's treating him like he's actually as dysfunctional as he is, uh, which is also very strange. So I, I it's it, it, that in combination with his behavior I think is what really sets it off for me. It's just that he, not only is he acting weird and unbelievable, but everyone else is believing everything he's doing and saying that it's totally fine and he's a great person and he's learned everything from Obi-Wan and they're going to do well well together and everything's fine. Um, And he's been through a war where people are dying all the time. And so one particular death, even though it is a loved one, seems to have have 
uh, an effect on him that it should not quite have. Like, I don't know if they just the Jedi just don't have psych evaluations or something, but <laughs> no one seems to be able to tell, like we can, that he is not right, um, that he's not dealing with everything in his life appropriately. Everyone else is like, yeah, sure, we'll put him on the council or whatever. Um, it's he's he's awful grumpy for a Jedi. We're not supposed to be angry and emotional, but he seems to be able to push that down with inside of himself and do his job. And then everyone just goes about their business until one day that cork pops and he starts killing kids. I'm, I I I would really like to just treat everything that happens after the Mace Windu scene <laughs> in a, in a separate little bucket because <laughs> that. That is just the worst part of the film. Um, but the uh, but yeah, I mean it, it's the beginning of the film. I just you you don't get any build up for why he would do anything that happens later. Uh, and when he's well, doing he, stuff he later, kills Dooku. yeah, Sh- but, shouldn't have done that. That's not the that's not the Jedi way. Even though uh, Palpatine was just sitting there, kind of like, go on, do it. I dare you to do it. Cut his head off. He doesn't deserve to live. He's really powerful. Do it, do it. Obi-Wan's over there passed out with the uh, the balcony falling on his legs or something. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what happens every time Obi-Wan fights Count Dooku. <laughs> it was literally <laughs> the end of the previous the movie. Uh, he gets knocked on the floor. Um, but the... Well, I guess we should just talk about the beginning of this film, because that's actually... It's actually really bad um, in and of itself, and has a lot of the, the problems with Anakin uh, out on display. Um, cause we start off with, uh, the opening crawl, um, which makes not a whole bunch of sense, but like a droid kidnapped the chancellor and is going to maybe escape only nobody's actually escaping. They're just standing around shooting at other ships. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just capital ships just firing at each other. Uh, cause sure. Uh, that's how you escape. You stay perfectly still. Uh, well, and then. There's there's a war going on. Uh, the for war, some reason exclamation the, mark <laughs> the character that we knew nothing about in the previous movie and got to know very little about over the course of the last movie uh, is apparently winning the war. Um, he's doing pretty good. And then there's uh, there, there's General Grievous who is, I guess he he was you know one of the head droids like he he's buddies he, with the buff droids or something. He's so. not he's not a droid though. He's a cyborg. Okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, so he came from somewhere, and he's he's leader of the droid army, and uh, on Dooku's side, and uh, he he kidnapped uh, Palpatine for I don't know some reason because he was gonna hold him for ransom or something over the Senate to try and get him to stop or something, and then the Jedi go after him to rescue Palpatine. It's like they don't have a chain of command in the Republic where like you know if the president dies, the vice president takes his place, like. Uh, you know, if the, if the Jedi would have just, like, let uh, Grievous have Palpatine and Palpatine got killed, like, probably the next person up in line wouldn't have been as corrupt and this whole thing could have been avoided. Well, except, you know, you do kind of want to not just go through heads of state. Well, I mean, ideally, sure. Yeah. I mean, if if he's, if he's rumored to be a Sith Lord, though, maybe just... Uh, but, maybe just oh, he's, not, he's not rumored to be a Sith Lord. No, <laughs> there isn't a rumor that's going around. Well, he's uh. Well, there was a little bit of uh the conversation last time where uh, Dooku kind of was half lying, half telling the truth about the fact that the Republic is uh being run by uh, corrupt Palpatine. He's he's uh didn't he, didn't he tell him he was Sidious? Uh, well, he mentions Sidious and he says they're under the influence of the Dark Lord of the Sith. 
And then no one investigated that because they just thought he was making that up or something, I guess. Um, but they have their own... <laughs> it's hearsay. There was nobody else in the room. There wasn't a third party to corroborate it. Yeah. And then... Uh, but they have their own suspicions about the chancellor because he keeps granting himself all of the authority. Um, so that's separate. But they still want to, you know, save him because that is their job. Um, but unfortunately... Uh, and also, I should point out, this is part of his plan... Uh, yeah, well, that's which that's the is, part we have to take for granted in this whole movie is that everything was part of Palpatine's plan all the time, and if any little one thing would have gone wrong, uh, it, it all would have failed. But yeah, yeah. it all went uh, according to plan because you know he's smart and stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just but just think about it, just the sheer odds that <laughs> you would get abducted, uh, not accidentally killed or anything, uh, make make it onto this ship be locked up and then have exactly the Jedi masters that he wanted to have come rescue him and that they, their ship wouldn't have gotten away uh, before he was rescued. So that's just a lot. That is a lot of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. uh, You know, right down to the buzz droids and cutting the head Uh, off R4, which is super bummer. Like uh, my favorite thing about the star Wars universe is how in every movie and almost in every scene, they have like different ships and different kinds of droids that you've never seen before. And they're, they all just act like those have been around for thousands of years or whatever. And they're just totally, totally a normal thing. It's not just like we felt like changing the art design for this particular thing. So it's, it's cool. It's just a thing. Oh, it's, this looks like a, this looks like a vulture. So we'll call it a vulture droid. And that's, that's a buzz droid. Cause it makes buzzy sounds or something. It's like, yeah, boy, continuity of droids. Not, not a thing in this universe. Uh, we 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 spent more time in the opening scene of this movie talking about the kinds of droids that are there and what they're doing than actually talking about character or anything. So the the, the battle scene is just just a dud. Uh, like it, if you're watching it projected on like a big you know theater screen uh, and you're seeing like these fighters you know come in and fly over the thing, then it's like okay, well, interesting. Uh, and then it, you know, you see all the other capital ships and the explosions and stuff. You're like, okay, sure, why? Oh, that's fine. And then all of a sudden, you realize, oh, I'm going to be in this cutscene for like ten minutes, uh, where they're just going to bumble around until they get into uh, a docking thing. And you're like, okay, guess I'm stuck with that one. <sighs> He's going to use one ship to scrape some droids off another ship. That was not a sound plan, but um, <laughs> a bit, a bit. Also, it's it's weird. Uh, I think I was tweeting about this when I was watching it, uh, and I was so angry uh, that the, the Obi Wan doesn't know really anything about the Buzz droids, seemingly, um, and R four is dismantled, and then all of a sudden he knows enough to tell R two to zap the center eye uh, to damage the Buzz droid, and it's just like okay, that's interesting. I guess you just you hated R four or something, but. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's, uh, you, you zap the, the third eye. That's where their, their chakras or their, their center of their power. No, is. third eye blind. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Th- third eye buzz droided. Um, I think I just threw up a little, uh, dry cookie sandwich <laughs> in the back of my mouth. Uh, so the, uh. Oh, then there's that uh, super hilarious scene after they're like running around the ship and they need uh, R2 to control the elevators and he's shouting through his walkie talkie, which is 
apparently an, uh, another walkie-talkie on R2's end that's like broadcasting loudly in the bay and the other robots overhear it. And he's like, oh no, I'm going to hide that inside myself and people can still hear it. And then I, I take it back out so I can hear what he was talking about. And they hear it and they come over and they attack me. And then I spray oil on them and set them on fire. And What, what I feel really bad about though is that if you notice the communicator that Obi-Wan tosses R2 and he has to catch um, is the Jedi uh, communicator from the first movie that was a lady's razor, like a Venus razor. Um, and someone had to model that in 3D uh, and, you know, looked at it so that <laughs> R2-D2 could catch that. And then it's just like, oh, that's so sad. Uh, it was sad gold, prop. right? They made it nice and gold. That was, you know, attractive. <sighs> no, uh, it... it, it also, but more to the point when you're talking about the droids, they are like, I would say like uh, 80% played for comedy effect um, and instead of threat level. So like the those two with the squeaky voices that come in and he sets them on fire, even though he's an astromech droid and they are, uh, you know, super duper ultra mega heavy battle droids. Um, that's that's a little strange credulity uh and the jedi it's walk just, into uh, the ingenuity of r2 yeah sure we all love r2 um only it doesn't make any sense um and then you know they walk into an elevator and there is the exchange between all of the other battle droids um as i like to call them lightsaber fodder fodder droids because uh, they just stand there and get slashed up even though they're all pointing guns at them um so it's just it's they're just absurd they're just absurd and ridiculous uh and it just keeps going on and on like the the rolly ones come out just like in the first movie and you get uh the more of the super heavy ones and you get more of the idiot ones and then you get uh of course the new mummy guards um with the spinny zapper ones it's like okay sure we just we needed one of those that that really, you know, put a cherry on top of the Sunday. Um, like they they get sliced and diced, uh, and oh no, it's still walking around even though it doesn't have a head. And it's just, uh, I just, I just don't get it. Like I, it's, it's just, it's all played like in a way that there is seemingly no threat at all uh, from <laughs> poised opposed by uh, any of these these droids. So it's it's it's, it's sad. Yeah, the the biggest threat to them that occurs in this opening uh, extended scene is uh, yet another one-off weapon that we've never seen or heard uh, of before and will never see again is, uh, is the ray shields, which is apparently you could just put like an arbitrary like mousetrap over top of people walking around in a hallway. Yeah, which, well, you know. that's something that like Star Trek The Next Generation would do. They'd be like, oh, put up a security field, that corridor, whatever, and they'd trap an intruder or something. Uh, it makes less sense in Star Wars because no one ever does that again, like you're pointing out. Uh, and the ray shields are very specific to just where they're standing. It wasn't like a like a feature they walked into or anything. Uh, no, it wasn't like like fire doors that came down on either side of them. It was just like they put a little uh, they put they put a cup over top of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're they're the spiders, and then the giant cup went down on top. Um, I, I like how they try to get away with it too, with uh, uh, Obi Wan's line, like "Wait a minute, we're smarter than this. How did this happen to us?" And it's like, a don't say that because clearly you're not smarter than that. And b uh, if they could just arbitrarily put a net around you wherever you're walking, like there's not a whole lot that could be done. Now is there? No, and also there was supposed to be like a whole sequence where there was a flooded 
section of the ship that they had to pass through, you know, because f- floods in space, um, <laughs> water in space. Yeah, a, a bit, they they cut all that out. So it, it's just it's it's just like there was just a just a random calamitous series of events that they stumble through for this whole first part of the, part of the film, and it's just terrible. Um, but the uh, the chancellor scene. Um, where they go to get him out of that room because that's a great place to keep your chancellor. Um, seems secure. Uh, and at least they got him a nice chair. Um, yeah, he's got a nice view. Yeah, it's not a, at all reminiscent of other chairs either. Uh, <laughs> at least they left his hands uh, uh, free enough to work the joystick so he can spin his chair around to, to greet people. <laughs> Uh, it's just it's so 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 ridiculous because they go in there and then Dooku comes in and he does his little flip um, with his CG digi double over the the top railing uh, and he, one of the, the more ridiculous lines delivered is of course one of your favorite things talking about how powerful someone is and uh, <laughs> right. Anna, Anakin likes to point out that his he his powers is more than doubled since last time they met. And, uh, so do we yeah. assume that that's a uh, quantity of powers or same powers, just stronger? Also, what powers? I, I don't know. I mean, just all of them, just across the board. Like he's, he's just, he's, you, you take all of your, uh, your skill points from leveling up and you just put them in every category. Like, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> he can, uh, <laughs> he, he can, he can force bench twice as much as he did before and, uh, force squat twice as much as he did before. Yeah, and uh, uh, force push and uh, force pull and uh, force choke, uh, which is important for later because he really needs that. Um, he doesn't, uh, and, and <laughs> bad things happen. Uh, but the it, but it's just it's it's just absurd. It's it's a ridiculous line, and you know Obi Wan is like immediately knocked out, uh, and uh, Anakin has his you know duel, and then uh, there there's that momentary. Uh, a little tiny moment thing just like a little you know momentary moments this is the best kind uh where uh you know dooku is sort of hesitating because he he's actually concerned for his life because he thinks that uh the uh the chancellor um whom he knows very well uh will not actually kill him uh, order his death uh but uh the chancellor has no need of him any longer um so off with his head uh and and in a very convincing argument um palpatine says do it and then it it happens uh and uh it's also weird too because he says do it and it's like okay um if i were anakin i would just like pause and be like hey wait how did you say that again could you could you say that could you repeat that (laughs) what did you just say did you just make like a funny voice what were you doing uh i mean maybe it's supposed to be like mind control like influence but at the same time it's like you know if he's like double jedi master like without the name force power or something then wouldn't he not be influenced by a silly voice i don't i don't understand (sighs) well he's uh he's on the fence he really wants to kill count uh because he really wants to put an end to the war and stuff um but uh you know it's not the jedi way and he knows it, but uh, you know, Chancellor. He wor- he basically works for the Chancellor. When your boss gives you a direct order, uh, you, you got to follow it. It's just uh, chain of command and stuff. Yeah. Well, also, you need to explicitly say it's not the Jedi way every time you do something you're not supposed to be doing, because the audience wouldn't know that. They'd be like, "Yeah, 
why why isn't he killing him we we have too much subtext here please explain everything you're you're doing uh no i'm just kidding the audience the audience doesn't really need you to say everything you're doing <laughs> well we we need to know when he's uh when he's stepping over the line uh so that when he does one major step over the line uh we know it's unrecoverable yeah well it's hard to step without legs but uh so the <laughs> the uh the thing with this is they go to leave after beheading the guy and uh anakin's like i need to to save obi-wan and uh Palpatine's like um screw him let's get out of here uh so obviously he can't see every detail of the plan because uh, otherwise he wouldn't have even bothered saying anything because <laughs> it makes him sound like a bit of a jerk but uh they they, they do save him uh, go get caught in the ray shield, like we said. Get brought up to the bridge, and we get introduced to uh, Grievous uh, to talk to for a while, where he coughs and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. There's a hunched over, coughing cyborg robot thing. Yeah. Uh, commonly mistaken for a droid, because there's so little organic material left. Um, but uh, the coughing affectation certainly is charming. Uh, it's it's um, interesting, though, because he has eyes, and we see that he has a heart and, like, a couple uh, veins and stuff. I didn't see any lungs, so the coughing is a little weird. Well, I think it's behind that chest plate thing, because um, you don't want to completely leave all of your internal organs exposed, or so I've been told. Uh, <laughs> so I think I think he has, well, the, he has uh, some protection. The, the the heart was pretty, pretty well exposed when uh, Obi-Wan pulled on the little plate there, so... Well... Sometimes you have panel gaps, um, and <laughs> that's a sign of poor craftsmanship, actually. Yeah, and uh, they they used to be like really big panel gaps on old cars. Um, so you know he's like the old car of cyborgs, and when they uh, get around to making Darth Vader, it's in the the new model, uh, t- tiny panel gaps. It, 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 it was a uh, long long time ago, uh, so I guess they didn't uh, they didn't have their factory setup really dialed dialed in to get the uh, the panel gaps nice and small yeah well uh, also you got to have like completely one-off cyborgs every single time so that's maybe another reason because they just ran out of stuff they were just like you know tim was gonna do the rest of the chest plate but he's off today so uh we're, <laughs> ju- we're just gonna go with what we have and then they just they, you know he didn't get back to it he didn't have time to go back by the shop hmm and then I, I like uh, I like the way Grievous escapes because I mean they're handcuffed and they brought they're brought in there and he he takes their lightsabers and puts them in his cloak because apparently he's got a collection of them. Um, well, that's because he's, uh, he's such a bad guy who's been killing all of these Jedi and taking their lightsabers. Uh, yeah. So, but like uh, they're just like in handcuffs and he's like, eh, yeah, you, I've got you now, and they're like, no, not today, and they just kind of like force pull their lightsabers back out of his cloak and. I don't know why they didn't take all of the lightsabers. That might have been a smart idea. And they just they cut their handcuffs, and then they're fighting time, and then Grievous fights for a little bit, and then it's just like, uh, I'm a cyborg. You guys are humans. I'm just going to, like, you know, cut the windshield off this spaceship, and you guys are going to die or get sucked out into space. I'll, you know, to hang on to stuff or whatever. But he, he, <laughs> he breaks the windshield, and then he climbs on the outside of the ship, and then gets back in the ship so he can get into a, uh, an escape pod, which is delightful. Yeah. Yeah. And then they they land half a spaceship uh, down on uh, it's it's course not to get it right yeah yes yeah yeah of course so that's um, uh, that's nice I I love how when they're like <laughs> they're basically 
uh, crashing. Like, he pretends to keep flying the spaceship, even though, like, the back half broke off with all of the thrusters and stuff. And uh, Anakin looks... I I have no clue what he's actually steering there. (laughs) Oh, he looks so determined. And then my favorite part is he looks over and he goes, easy, R2. It's like, R2's just standing there. Like, what, is he supposed to be doing something? Is he supposed to be shifting gears for you or something? Mm-hmm. So Anakin's just uh, crashing the ship and then yelling at everyone as if he's actually steering. And he just kind of, you know, grinds to a halt and knocks a bunch of stuff down at the airport. Uh, well, one of the things that I, I found especially, that I always think is a little strange, is uh, there's this moment where they completely annihilate that control tower, which was surely full of people. Uh, and then Obi-Wan cracks a joke. Probably. Another happy landing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, they they another, tear down the, the space traffic control uh, tower. Yeah, another 20 to 30 people I've murdered um, by accident. <sighs> but at least we saved this I mean, chance We're not, not going to get around the fact that there's a lot of um, incidental murder in this movie. Oh, so much. So, so much. It's just bystanders, left and right. Uh, but, you know, whatever. And it, it's... it's, it's 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 one of those things where it's like there's there's a lot of killing, but you don't feel anything about it because you don't care about any of these people that have died. Um, it's just sort of like a, a callous murder uh, where uh, the writer has gone through and just annihilated everyone. Uh, it, it's 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 really bothersome, especially when we get at to least, Order uh, sixty six later. Uh, yeah, at least they they didn't uh, give us like the like. Uh, the younglings with uh, without heads or something, or like cut into tiny pieces. They're just like you know taking naps on the floor. Uh, yeah, but you know, he, we 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 do talk about him killing them several times. So that's it's not really yes. like a, an uplifting thing. Um, but the uh, this whole the whole thing happens. They get the chancellor back, and then they're like, oh, party later. Yeah, I'm going to go report back to the temple. You go have fun. You hang out with the politicians. LOL. And it's like, literally, what has just happened in the skies over this planet? Like, are, 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 is everything fine now? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're, presumably there's still like 50 uh, ships up there still fighting. Yeah, or or at least there's stuff raining from the sky. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, the, it, it would just be debris for days. Like, there were so many ships up there. Uh, and, and so many losses, I'm sure. But everybody down on the planet's surface is like, life's normal. Uh, fly my my little uh, sports car around. Okay. <laughs> Not only take a bus is life completely normal down on uh, on the planet, uh, Padme is pregnant. Hooray! Yes. Happy day. And she she manages to tell him in the the column room, uh, full of mm-hmm. CG columns and volume rays, mm-hmm. uh, which. <laughs> I, I I don't find especially convincing or, or worthwhile. Uh, I wish they had just built a set or like filmed some place that had columns, but whatever. Because <laughs> uh, uh, there's also like stuff with the, the fake shadows too. And it's just like, oh God. Yeah. The shadows are all nice and soft, even though the it's a giant open area with sun streaming in. Uh, the other thing, well, the, um, we, we talk from time to time about uh, duration of various stories and uh, this 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 movie actually apparently takes uh, nine months because uh, she she tells him well maybe like six or seven months she tells him uh, she's pregnant and then at the end we're having babies so uh, this 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 movie is stretched out over a much longer period of time than you might imagine yes because um, when I watched that the first time 
and every other time, I think I've seen it probably like three or four times, uh, probably only three times in its entirety. Uh, but the, this, it's just, it's, you don't communicate that at all. The progression of time in this film, like it's just, it's totally lost. Like, it seems like it all takes place in, in a week, you know? Mm-hmm. Like maybe she's got the accelerated clone hormones that uh, they used uh, uh, in the last movie, or she was maybe pregnant from before and just didn't notice. <laughs> uh, I I just like there's the one there's the scene where uh, I, I think it was right after he killed the kids or whatever, and he's going off to kill um, all of the the folks on Lava Planet, and that he just shows up back at home and is like, "Whoa, Padme is really pregnant now! Like, what happened? Well, uh, okay, cool." Especially since when she goes off to Lava Planet, she seems substantially less pregnant. Uh, a bit, yeah. Yeah. So I think I think it's maybe just uh, some of the clothing was not very flattering for her. Maybe I have no idea. Uh, but it's it just doesn't make a ton of sense. Like you you just don't see how the time has moved that fast. Uh, things certainly don't seem to be moving that quickly. Nobody seems to have a task that should take that long. Like in the film, uh, they. It, because we start off with uh, with Yoda saying he needs to go, you know, to Kashyyyk to help the Wookiees because uh, he's he's friends with them and stuff and, you know, a bunch of backwards talk. And uh, he, he's going to go do that. Uh, and, and so that's where he is for the most of the film. But that battle doesn't seem like it took nine months, does no, it? It seemed like uh, maybe, maybe two, three days. Yeah. I mean, so it's just like, okay, like I, I just... I don't know. Uh, mm. But even even when we're, like, intercutting back and forth between the planets, um, like, there's a part where a lot of stuff has happened for Anakin. And meanwhile, back on uh, Utapau uh, with, uh, with Obi-Wan, um, he, like, just managed to get out of the water and get into a ship and then leave. <laughs> it's just like, okay, so... The time scale just like also shifts in terms of like where we're we're intercutting because like this stuff just doesn't does not line up like it did not take him as long as long as it took Anakin to do all this other stuff for him to get out of the water. No, uh, and then there's also the part where you know Grievous talks to uh, Sidious and he says you know send him off to Lava Planet where they'll you know hang out and be safe or whatever. And then like six scenes later, Grievous is actually telling them you guys are going to Lava Planet where we'll all regroup and be safe or something. And it's like. So time is moving very slowly over here, but very quick back on Coruscant. Well, whatever. Uh, maybe it's time uh, dilation from a nearby black hole. Oh, sure. That's totally... Uh, God, let's not do that. So uh, <laughs> we're on Coruscant. She's pregnant. She's beautiful. It's because she's so in love. He, no, he's so in love with her, and love has blinded him, and lots of terrible dialogue. And then he has a dream about her dying in childbirth. I would also like to point out that uh, in the first movie, Padme is... Uh, a, a bit of a, a take no nonsense. I'm going to defend my people person like hand, you know, blaster in hand, storming into rooms, going up on, you know, wires and stuff. And, uh, in the second movie, she's still like blaster in hand, like crawling up on top of the column thing, fighting a monster slashing at her. Uh, and then in the third movie, um, she's brushing her hair, uh, on the balcony <laughs> Yeah, uh, she uh, she has she has kids. Yeah, well, that's you what know, she does in I, this movie, and she cries. Yeah, and she's sad for democracy. Yeah, uh, that was all George Lucas could think to do with this character. 
three movies. Yep. And you know, she he, just he wanted, sits around. He wanted to, just like we talked about, was it uh, last movie? He he needed to put the woman close to Anakin in uh, danger, so that that motivates the character to do uh, bad things or just things in general. Uh, but the only uh, sort of bad position he can think to put her in is that she's going to die in childbirth, as as illustrated in a dream. So she's not in uh, a ton of danger, really, at all at any point in this movie, uh, except at the very end. So she just kind of, like, she's in danger all the time, but never at all. So she just kind of stands there and is sad and says, I don't know you anymore. And what are you talking about? I'm not in love with uh, Obi-Wan. But also, like, she doesn't need to, like, swing from, you know, uh, columns or, you know, hop on top of razor beefs or anything, like, that rhino thing. But she, she, she should be able to have scenes where she is able to be effective. Like, I, I, and, and I, I, I completely agree with you. Like, she is only, she's, she's undermined solely because we are supposed to, uh, feel bad about the choice Anakin feels like he needs to make. And and I, I think that it's just a total waste. Yeah, I, although I think um... <laughs> like she she could, she's a she's she's a senator. She could go senate things. She, sure, she could she could senate all the things, and and it's not a very high bar uh, comparing it to Attack of the Clones. But I do think they added at least a little bit of believability to the relationship between Anakin and Padme. Just. There are a few moments where it's like the world is crumbling around and he's like, don't worry, it's going to be okay. It's all about just you and me, whatever is going on out there. Uh, I may be on the wrong side. I may be killing people left and right, but I'm doing this for us and I love you. And this is going to be, it's all going to be about us and our relationship. And I'm just, you know, it's, it's all about right here. They hug each other and stuff. And you, you, you kind of almost sort of believe it for a minute. And then you, you, you don't believe the end bit there because he force chokes her and that's, that's stupid. <sighs> But I do want to give him credit for do, having a little bit more uh, believability and emotion in the, the scenes between uh, Padme and Anakin than the, the previous movie. Well, I mean, but that only really comes out because he's not having Anakin talk to her like a total creepy teenager from the internet. Uh, yes, he, he's he's lost the creepiness, which I guess just leaves a little bit of almost sort of kind of uh, charisma is not the right word. No. He 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 has what could best be described as pity, pitiable tendencies. Like uh, like maybe maybe this is like a, a situation where she just feels really bad for him all the time. <sighs> yeah. Well, I mean they're married now, so there's kind of uh... secretly married because no one right. can ever know attachment no, no one... is forbidden. <laughs> they live together. They've been living together for since the last movie. Also, uh, over the course of. At least six, eight months in this movie before Obi Wan even goes like, "It's uh, it's his baby, isn't it?" It's like, well, duh, they live together. She isn't living with another man and also pregnant. Yes, well, you know, Jedi, uh, they're they're the the best part of the old Galactic Republic and totally on top of things, and you can't get anything by them. Nope, not nope, an evil chancellor, not a not a pregnant, very close friend. <laughs> like, not, nothing, nothing slips past Obi Wan. <laughs> It, it takes a Sith Lord literally saying, I have studied the dark side before. They're like, what? That's, o- that's only for Sith people. You must be a <laughs> Sith. Uh, that's so ridiculous. Also, I would like to point out that, again, three movies and no one knows what balance means. 
<laughs> no, okay. There, there was one line in this movie that kind of, sort of led us to that, that. They tried to erase all of the nonsense balance from the the prequels with one line where Yoda goes, "Maybe they misread the prophecy." No, but that was that line that Yoda says is right before Sam Jackson is saying. Oh, he was the one who was supposed to bring balance to the force. He was supposed to destroy the Sith uh, and, and wait, he was supposed to destroy the Sith and then bring balance to the force. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, how do you say that there and not realize that that makes no sense? Like, that is not what balance is. You don't, you don't destroy all opposition. That is not how balance works. Like, sure, it's not good to have the Sith around. Like, I don't, I don't see why balance is a desirable position to begin with. Uh, but, but it was balance is certainly not where we are at the start of the Phantom Menace. And it's certainly not where we wind up being at the end of, uh, Revenge of the Sith, except for the fact that there are so few Jedi and so few Sith that maybe it is, I suppose, balanced. It's two, it's two and two. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. except for some other guys who are in like spinoffs. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're just going to pretend it's uh, Yoda and uh, Palpatine, who are sort of evenly matched, and, uh, you know, Anakin and Obi-Wan, who are kind of sort of evenly matched. I think that's one of those things that I like about all the spin-off expanded universe property things. Like, every time they need to uh, tell another story, it's like, and there are no no more Jedi, but we want to tell a story around this time. Okay, well, maybe there is a Jedi who's not really a Jedi, but can kind of do Jedi things, and so they're around, and it's like, okay. Okay, you guys are kind of like bending the rules there. Uh, I, I just, I bleh. expanded universe. Like he stuff had, uh, he 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 was like two credit hours away from graduating Jedi school, so he's not quite a full Jedi. Yes, exactly. That is exactly what happened. <laughs> the, the, the plot to the Star Wars Rebels cartoon series. Uh, hmm. Yeah, uh, but well. anyway, <laughs> and it was just, and I, I kept wondering the whole entire time because it's like this is set before a new hope so when do they kill everybody in the show because they're not supposed to be any jedi but whatever uh and they don't show up later uh <laughs> we'll we'll find out i suppose that's someday, still that uh that's still that 3.5 universe that i think would be fascinating where you've got uh darth vader doing his darth vadery things before a new hope yeah yeah well that is ideally the goal <laughs> but uh anyway we got this. Um, and he doesn't do Darth Vader-y things. He does dumb crap to the whole movie. <laughs> so he gets appointed to the Jedi Council by uh, Palpatine, which is, uh, he apparently assumes, like, he can do that because, you know, he's, he's he got, uh, in this movie, we heard that he's going to get even more uh, urgent executive superpowers or something from the yeah, Senate. Yeah. No, no articulation required on what they are. <laughs> you know, just more. He has more powers. Yeah. Uh, so he just Dub- goes double like, more. Um, I, I'm going to appoint you to the Jedi Council, which is basically like saying, I'm going to make you uh, a bishop in the Catholic Church or something. Like, I, I'm not in the church. I just, I'm going to appoint you to it. And he's like, uh, that's not how that works. And they're going to be mad. And then he goes there and tells them, and they're like, what? what? I guess we'll let you hang out in here, but you're not going to be a master. And then he gets all tantrumy and then uh and then then he's like what, what, what are you guys doing this has never been done before in the history of the jedi council because apparently anakin's a big uh history buff too so he knows how the jedi I, council works i suspect that he is not <laughs> and that perhaps anakin might have been exaggerating a little or at least mm. not known for sure 
But uh, yeah, yeah. But, but as everyone else points out, like you know, chillax, bro. Like you, you, you got your seat <laughs> on the council. You're in the room with the bigwigs. What do you need? Yeah, and they're like, and you know, you're the youngest person to ever be on the council. Period. Um, so just, just cool it. Uh, and yeah, he, I mean. Obi-Wan you can even, hang out in the chair for a while. They'll they'll order you some business cards in a couple months, and then you'll be official. Yeah, and and Obi Wan even says to him when he's in the hallway outside, he's like, "Patience, chill out. Like you'll you'll get there eventually." Because they'll they just don't trust the Chancellor and that he impo- that he appointed you. Um, so you know now I'm going to give you my uh, little mission here for you to go spy on the Chancellor. Um, but it's off the record. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, and uh, that's where. Like we mentioned earlier, there's no need to dwell on it further. That's where the the seed of the interesting idea where he could potentially be conflicted between people that he's not, he doesn't know which one to follow because the chancellor is the head of the Senate and, you know, the Republic. And that's, you know, what rules everything. And he wants to be a Jedi and on the council and blah, 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 blah. But uh, then then he's just sort of, you know, he's there. He's not on the council. And... uh, He's got his fear of loss, and he's he's talking to Yoda about people around him. I think I think they're gonna die, and <sighs> yeah. it's really, really, just really, oh, it's so aggravating. Because, it, it, like you said, it's a seed of a good idea, but then they didn't water it or plant it <laughs> or check on it ever again. It's just on the asphalt on the side of the road, and it died. And for somebody as conflicted as he is about which side is potentially the right side to be on. Um, then he goes home and hangs out with Padme and she goes, she just gets a random idea in the back of her head from a screenwriter who was out of ideas and goes like, what if we're on the wrong side? And he goes, how dare you? That's treason. Uh, Oh, that's separatist talk. Uh. Yeah, exactly. You're friends with the chancellor. Tell him to stop all the fighting. He's like, why do you not? You're a Senator. You know how this works. Like send a formal request. Like, just because you're married to me doesn't mean, like, you shouldn't be using my inside track to the chancellor to push your agenda. Like, there are, there are appropriate channels to go through when you're uh, trying to petition a corrupt government. Her, 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 I got it. Well, in her defense, uh, she's just asking him, like, hey, do you not also notice that this doesn't seem super great? And then he's all like, no, this totally seems super great. And you're like, are you sure? And then he's like, why would you even ask that question? Like, that's the worst question you could ask me. Like, everything's the worst. How could you like, ask me that after that? I was literally just telling you that I don't know if the Jedi or the Chancellor are the right ones to follow? Yeah, I, I just... It's it's, like, it's, maybe it's, there's a third side with the Rebellion. Uh, blah. Yeah, so there's that part, too. <laughs> but... but Anyway, uh, it's fine because then they have their uh, scene with the the chancellor and the chancellor's like, oh, well, I'm so surprised. And uh, that's just so, so weird that they did that. But I I called you here because I have super special information that I can tell you. And wouldn't it be interesting if I told you here in this very dramatic opera house? Uh, But it's not urgent or anything. I just happen to know the location of where the general and all of the uh separatist leaders are uh but let's let's just take our time uh enjoy I mean, the th- enjoy the water sphere cirque du soleil the opera comes around so infrequently that you know you got to take the time to appreciate it even if there's a war going on oh it's just absurd um yeah the Je- the jedi want control of the republic um and they're gonna they're gonna kill me and stuff which 
is entirely unfounded, but apparently Anakin sort of <laughs> kind of sort of believes it because like, well, they did that other thing that seemed a little un-Jedi like of them. So logically I can make the leap that they will just do literally anything, including uh, killing the chancellor. So I, I, I you're mean, probably true. And then, you know, search your feelings and stuff because <sighs> start it's Star you gotta, Wars. You got to say should, it. You should search your feelings. Yeah. You, you got to say it. You know it to be true. Yeah. Um, oh, there was, we, we had a, we had a, we had a, I'm, I got a bad feeling about this in the beginning too. Yeah, well, this this movie, most of the, the the dialogue that sticks out like a sore thumb is usually just a reference to other dialogue from other movies, because um, they do that a lot, especially in this movie. Uh, I'm not sure if that is a consequence of George Lucas's writing or of the person who was helping him write it, but uh, it is it is in it, um, and yeah, it's a it's a very convenient that they're able to to work in all of this stuff, <sighs> like it's all connected. <laughs> But um, yeah, then there's the uh, the the legend of uh, Darth Wachahuzit who could Dar- Darth uh, Plagueis. Dar- Darth Plagueis, he can make make life from the midichlorians. He yeah, can also could, stop people from dying. Yeah, well, you know what you got to do is you got to make sure that you keep talking about the midichlorians. No one ever wants you to mention. Um, that's important. And well, he only says it once in this movie, so that's positive. <sighs> so gross. But uh, so anyway have this totally not at all suspicious story where he's like, Oh, I'm not surprised the Jedi wouldn't tell you this. And it's like, you know, Anakin, I know you want to be considered a Jedi master and stuff, but you are dense as f-. like, how do you, how do you not <laughs> interpret what is happening here? Um, but he's a gullible little bastard, isn't he? Yeah. He's, he's, he's what a rube. Um, but the, uh, <laughs> he's having this conversation, uh, with him and, uh, you know, he, uh, Sidious uh, Palpatine is describing, you know, oh, and he was so afraid of everybody else uh, with all this power. But then, you know, his apprentice killed him in his sleep. And it's like, okay, so yes, I I can I can totally figure out who the apprentice is. It is you. Uh, Anakin <laughs> cannot figure this out. Yeah. yeah. And then there's also, um, I know where Grievous is. And uh, honestly, um, you know, we're pals now and I can be honest with you. Uh, the Jedi Council would just be dumb if they didn't send you on this mission because you're totally the best Jedi out there and the most handsomest. And who's a good Jedi? <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> and then basically, he, he goes back to the Jedi Council. Snack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he goes back to the Jedi Council and they're like, uh, he's like, uh, Palpatine wants me to go on this mission. And they're like, no, you don't have enough experience. We're going to send Obi-Wan. He's like, you jerks. Obi, uh, he, he was right. He, you guys should have sent me. Yeah, it was. And not- then he gets, he gets grumpy again. It's not at all convincing because then the next time he goes to talk to the chancellor, uh, in the, the, the red hallway thing, uh, and, and the chancellor's all like, Oh, I thought they would send you like some, I think that's, you know, something's wrong, blah, 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 blah. Now let me tell you all about the Sith and dark powers that can save Padme from death. And it's like, Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, so you're saying you're the Sith now? Uh, so yes, I've studied yeah. both sides because in order to be a fair and balanced politician, I had to get both sides of the conversation. You can't just believe the good guys. You got to hear out the bad guys too, to make sure they're actually bad. But also just know that I've been reading your mind and I know everything that's going on in your personal life because, uh, I have that ability, but, uh, you know, I would never use that against you in a bad way or anything. And this is the part where Anakin becomes just as gullible as Jar Jar was in the previous movie. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, be- he has enough intelligence, I guess, or some tether to reality where he's like, nope, I'm going to go tell the Jedi. And so he goes back. He's like, 
lightsaber out just in case. And then uh, he puts it away. And he's like, well, I got to report you because, like, you know, if I don't, I'm going to, like, lose my OSHA certification or something. You got to report when these sorts of things happen. Yeah. Well, uh, but instead of, like, hey, I'm going to use my communicator or a landline <laughs> or something to call, he's like, nope, I'm going to leave the building, go all the way back over to the Jedi Temple. Uh, which seems to be a considerable distance that requires a flying vehicle of some kind. Uh, and then, then tell everybody else there. And then uh, Mace Windu is going to be all like, nope, you stay behind and I'll trust you if you stay here. Wait for us in the council chambers. And <laughs> that lasts like five seconds. Uh, Mace Windu goes off. Well, over- it lasts like five seconds because he stands up and he looks out the window and he can feel that Padme is also looking out the window at the same time. And he cries a little bit because he knows his only chance of protecting the woman he loves is uh, potentially kind of sort of this lie that this guy told him that he heard a friend who knew a friend who had a, a thing that could maybe help her out. There is literally no reason to believe anything that the guy said. He is obviously a liar. And his but lie. he's been his pal for his whole life, and he's been a good guy. He's he's really helped him out with his Jedi career. You know, he'll like spell check his Jedi resume or something. And he's been he's been a good dude for for Anakin. And then uh, why why would he not believe him when he says he hurt he he has a friend who has a friend who knows how to stop people from dying, even though nobody's ever seen it happen? Yeah, well, uh, obviously, because you know, uh, the more ridiculous a lie is, the more you should believe it. Um, so this this this. It's just, it's so frustrating because it just makes no logical sense why he would leap to this conclusion. So that moment of of rational, sane judgment where he told Mace Windu all about, you know, the fact that it was the Sith Lord, uh, that that's all washed away because he decides he's going to go show up there because uh, he wants to make sure that uh, nobody kills the Chancellor because of his uh, magic impossible powers. Um and, and again, there's a seed of a good idea there that he's going just to make sure that he isn't killed because he knows he's supposed to be arrested and stand trial. And maybe when he's in jail, like I can quiz him on the, the dark side stuff so I can save Padme or whatever. But uh, very quickly. Quo. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, that's, that's a good title. Um, yeah. Very quickly, three of the four Jedi are killed uh, with almost no effort on Palpatine's part. Um and then uh, Mace Windu fights him for a while, and then uh, he 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 knocks his lightsaber out the window, and then there's some lightning fight, and then he comes in, and uh, Windu is basically like, you know what, he's too dangerous and he's too scary, uh, so we totally just got to kill him now. And Anakin's like, nope, that's not the Jedi way. I know the Jedi way because I break the Jedi way all the time, and he's got to stand trial. Also, uh, please don't kill him because he, he knows secrets and stuff. And then while they're having that stupid conversation, uh, Palpatine, uh, well, he gets his hand cut off because he's about to kill Palpatine and Anakin stops him. He, he doesn't put his lightsaber out and like catch the blade like in uh, Return of the Jedi. Uh, he just cuts his hand off because apparently it's all just, you know, cutting limbs off here and there. So uh, he, he cuts his arm off and then Palpatine lightning zaps him because he was just playing possum and uh, Windu's dead. Yes. Oh no, what have I done? I henceforth pledge my un- undying allegiance to you because I'm in, I I've 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 gone this far into the poop storm and I might as well just keep going. This this is this is the moment where the rails that we were off of have been set on fire, reduced to <laughs> molten uh metal, uh reformed into new rails and then we went off of them again because this makes no sense. Like uh, the the leap that this character has to make to assume 
that his only possible option now is to become a Sith Lord, take a Sith name, rise, go to the Jedi Temple, and just flat out murder everybody at the bidding of this one guy, just 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 based on this one event. It's just like this is implausible in the extreme. Like there's there's no part of this that you could even say is the seed of a good idea. Like nothing 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 about that is a good idea. Like it's just it's terrible lazy writing. It's like nope, now he's evil. He needs to be evil. This is the part of the script where he needs to be evil. I put a, a highlighter mark on it. So we better write something there. And uh, we wrote this. Yeah, so, it's, it's maybe the Jedi Council just has like a, a really really strict firing policy where. Not only do they like to take away your your lightsaber, that they just like, you know, cut your arms off or something. I don't know. So, like, what 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 does he think is going to happen if he, he goes back to uh, to Yoda or whoever's left in the council and go like, "Hey, Windu was kind of like being uh, breaking the rules and like freaking me out, and he like tried to kill the Chancellor, so I cut his hand off, and I uh, didn't really mean to, but then the Chancellor totally killed him." And I'm sorry and stuff, but he's still totally a bad guy, and uh, I don't know what to do now. So if he were to just, like, be honest, to, are they just going to be like, well, thank you for your honesty and your testimony and what happened to Mace Windu. Uh, please go over here, and we're going to kill you now. Well, also, like, you can see the extent to which the Jedi are willing to forgive others for mistakes that they make. Um, and you can also... Uh, uh, you know, by the the third film, Ghost Anakin is is right there with Obi Wan and Yoda. <laughs> it's like they're all laughing, having a good time. <laughs> Remember that time I murdered everyone? LOL. He's got at least three and a half movies of being a dick, and then he gets redeemed at the end of one of them, and then suddenly he gets to be a Force ghost. Yeah, because he wanted to protect his own flesh and blood. Because that that that's noble and selfless. Uh, I can't wait till we get to talk about Force Ghosts at the end of this movie. <sighs> why did they have to add that? Just because they needed to explain why there aren't a bunch of them running around. There's only the the three. <laughs> remember, remember the thing from the original trilogy that we didn't bring up at all in these movies? Uh, we need a couple lines of dialogue that just sort of glosses over all that. It's It wasn't worth writing. Yeah. I... I, 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 I even if they hadn't explained it at all, it would have been better than the explanation provided. Like, you, you know, here, here's a Linda course you can take on becoming a force ghost. Like, I, just, <laughs> what, uh, I got the, some training for you while you're all alone on Tatooine. When you're in your uh, self-imposed exile, make sure you do this thing. Uh, it's just your uh, force kegels to make sure you're strong enough with the force for when you die. <laughs> oh, that's... Mm. Mm-hmm. Force kegels. Uh, so there's the, there's the Wookiee War, which is, um, you know, maybe maybe when we have more time some other time, we can talk about uh, some of the CG in the Wookiee War. There's some uh, there's some odd stuff with some of those trees and foliage and stuff. But uh, I, th- I think just... it's mainly the sort of like misty edge wrappiness of like literally everything that is the, the weird part. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, maybe it is like the mist or whatever, but there's a couple wide shots where things look really a lot flatter than i think they should it just looked like a diffuse texture with nothing else on it but uh anyway it's it's mostly because they tried to make it look like an overcast misty swamp and when something's overcast there's just diffuse light from everywhere so you're basically mostly just ambient occlusion um and you know this is back in render man before they could do uh quick ray tracing so it's all you know 
uh, ambient occlusion cheats and stuff in order to, to get that across. And that makes everything seem really flat. Um, there's, there's not a lot of contrast in it. Uh, but then also to, to top it off with the compositing of the green screen Wookiees, uh, they have them covered in light wrap, um, because of all the hair, I assume, uh, over the green screens. Uh, and, uh, they, they just sort of look like these soft cutout blobs of brown in the sequence. I, I don't, I don't <laughs> much care for it. I mean, it's yeah. not as, it's not as bad as some of the edge wrap stuff that was in attack of the clones. Um, no, no, they're just, uh, it's not even the whole sequence. There are just a couple, I think it's like the first flying in wide shot where it's just, I think the, the, the big tree in the background, just the, there was something about the way it was composited that it, it lost some scale and it looked very kind of flat anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, also it doesn't make any sense that shot. I, I, but that's mostly because of what they conceptually designed where there is somehow something that has jet engines and dragonfly wings and kayak <laughs> uh pontoons. Uh, well, you've got the, the 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 snail boat thing too, which is delightful. Uh it doesn't make any sense. Um but they and they also have a trench that they hide in until they're being invaded and then you hop out of your trench. But uh like everyone else has said, there's there's a common complaint. That is not how you do like tactical warfare. Like, why did you have? Why did you bother having a trench? Just so you wouldn't get shot from really far away, but you could get shot close up. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's um, on the beach too. Maybe they were just building sandcastles, and the the sandcastle kind of like fell down a little bit, and they just hid behind it. Oh, uh, yeah, it was the the great sandcastle disaster. That's what started the war. Um, yeah. But it like it just doesn't make any sense. And uh, there's mostly not any uh, clone troopers compared to other battles. Um, just a few. Uh, and uh, Yoda, and he gets shot at one time, and then just steps off to the side a little bit. So that's good. <laughs> he doesn't even block it. He's just like, "Oops, sorry." Yeah. Don't 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 shoot me. Uh, so that was all um, of very little consequence in the overall uh, movie here. But uh, uh, Anakin has another uh, uh, foreshadowing dream. This time, Padme's dying, and also Obi Wan is there. So, uh oh, so- something's going on here, Obi Wan. What are you doing here? Get, get out get out of my dreams and, no not that song uh and stay away <laughs> stay away from my dying wife and my dreams basically uh well what i like about it is he sort of plays it and when i say like i mean that sarcastically in the most extreme sense uh we, he sort of plays it like like he's a jealous boyfriend all of a sudden he's like oh you know what did obi-wan want around here when he came by to talk to you and it's just like like who cares like how what is my best friend doing in my house checking up on my wife while i'm not here well she is pregnant and i don't know you're not around all that often (laughs) so so silly like i just i just don't i don't understand Uh, whatever anyway uh so uh obi-wan goes off to the the mission to find grievous uh he meets some vampire people in in a in a bay who basically say Grievous is here, he's, he's, he's uh, like holding us hostage, so you should totally go radio your people. So he sends uh, his droid and ship back to go call the rest of the troops in and hides in the shadows and then rides a lizard horse around to go find Grievous. I hate the sound that makes. It makes me really upset. I like everything else Ben Burt has ever done, except for that. The sound <laughs> because design. it has like built-in echo? Yeah, because it's like, and it's just like every five seconds, you're just like, just, just stop. Just, nope. Don't need it. It's not really the best uh, vehicle for sneaking around either. No. Particularly because of the sounds. A feathery iguana is not super stealthy. 
No. <sighs> it's large. Makes makes loud loud clomping noises. Anyway, uh, he he goes and finds uh, Grievous, who's sending all the uh, Separatist leaders off to Lava Planet, which is that thing from earlier, because apparently time moves very slowly on this planet. And then he fights Grievous, who's got four arms and four lightsabers, and he quickly cuts off two of them, so it's just two on one, um, which is nice. Yeah, well, forewarned is forearmed. <sighs> I didn't understand why Obi-Wan didn't like force grab one of the other lightsabers, so that it would then be two on two. I don't know maybe he's just not like super used to fighting that way or something or but then you know he could have at least grabbed it so that the general didn't have it i have no idea it doesn't make any sense <laughs> uh like he could also just like force push the general but he doesn't do that either um just <laughs> so a lot of saying the general i keep thinking of that auto insurance <laughs> uh oh boy no i was gonna do the jingle but no we can't do it no um and it uh, well you know it's those those commercials are terrible um but the uh save some time uh they w- one nice thing is that obi-wan you know drops that metal i don't know whatever the heck that was just it's, it's ce- an air conditioner or something like a big hvac yeah, unit just the 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 ceiling anvil that fell on <laughs> fell on our cartoon robots um and uh then you know it takes on the the general and is the unclasping of the cloak and the my, trained in the Jedi arts by Count Dooku, and that also just, uh, uh, very very stupid tactically because he's surrounded. Like he drops into the middle of the room, he's totally surrounded. They could just immediately kill him. But General Grievous is like, no, no, don't worry about it. I'll do this. It's like, why don't you have bigger, better things to do? Don't you have some generaling to do somewhere? Like I would just be like, you know, I don't, I don't have time for this. Can you just shoot him so I can get out of here? Well, not only that, but everyone should have just shot him to begin with, like before <laughs> the general even said anything. Because it's not like, a man comes flying out of the catwalk into the middle of your room, and you don't just immediately shoot him. Yeah, like, oh, hey, I'm a robot, and I can tell that this person is just like a Jedi, and they fell out of the ceiling. They probably shouldn't be here. Maybe I should kill them. But fortunately, their programming is maybe I should make sure to say like Roger Roger or something before I do anything, because uh, they're they're stupid. Um, those robots are not good at what they do. And so, uh, they don't do anything. And then, uh, all of a sudden surprise clone troopers again, like second movie. I don't understand. I don't understand. Oh yeah. They come, they come flying in and, uh, not, not Grievous only do jumps they come, on his, his wheel motorcycle. Not only do they come flying in, but they drop from the rafters. How did they get in the Ralph? Ra- <laughs> how did they get in the rafters? They got off of a ship somewhere, crawled into the rafters and then dropped down with cables and everything and it's just like how 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 is this coordinated this doesn't make any sense because then the attack ships are dropping down and there's like uh one of those like i don't know cruiser things that's up in the sky and it's just again it's just like how do you how do you do this stuff you guys like just it doesn't make any sense like how are you so stealthy (laughs) you're wearing white uh, battle armor everybody should see you (laughs) they should have had the stripe song playing when they were rappelling down in Oh, that would have been that would have been nice. Someone should uh, redub that. Um, hmm. I'll get I'll get right on that later. Yes, much later, like never. Uh, so he uh, Grievous Gr- hops in his in his wheel motorcycle, and uh, Obi Wan jumps back on his feathery lizard, and then he drops his lightsaber uh, while he's chasing him, which is a very stupid thing to do. Well, he drops that lightsaber quite a bit. Um, they uh, go through their little model tunnel, um, which is nice, but you know. It's, they they go through it um on their way to the thing because apparently he keeps his 
his sports ship or something. I don't know what that is. His midlife crisis ship is at another dock. Um, that's downstairs to the left uh, for emergencies. But that seems like an awkward place to store it. If you're not really, if you're going to leave from the other place, then where, how would you, I don't know. But anyway, he goes down there and then they fight. And then, uh, you know, he gets shot in the chest and uh, his insides uh, conflate, uh, 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 get caught up in a conflagration out of his eyes and everything. He just burns mm-hmm. out from the inside. Catch um, on fire because that's what blasters do. It sets your or- internal organs on fire. Yeah, because uh, it's a propellant. No, no. But uh, then, uh, of course, he has to say, so uncivilized because, you know, he's, he says that, you know, blasters aren't civilized in that other movie. So you got you to gotta tie it in. You gotta you gotta tie it together like lol murder um and uh <laughs> i prefer killing people with a glowy stick yeah and uh he goes back up there for like and i think it takes him like 10 minutes or something to get it back up there and like editorial time it's it's weird uh he he gets he gets back up there and uh general cody has his uh lightsaber and he gets it back and he's like oh thanks so much and uh this is this is when uh order 66 is executed Mm-hmm. Uh, and like right after he's like oh here's your lightsaber takes a phone call oh cool i gotta kill him now yeah uh so this is you know not well thought out i suppose um like uh they're in the middle of a war campaign but fortunately it works out exactly as planned um where all of the jedi manage to die in such a way that the fight can continue without them without much loss uh, and that the separatist leaders will soon be killed and then everything will be over with. And, and so they win anyway. Yay. Um, but, uh, the order 66 thing, uh, the montage of that occurring is weird because we're seeing places that are more interesting than other settings we've had in the movie, but we don't know anything about them or why they're fighting there or who these people are. Uh, but there's Jedi being killed and stuff. And, clone troopers turning on them and what a betrayal except we don't know them and the clone troopers literally mean nothing to us they might as well have been like stones that fell on them because it's, it's, <laughs> it's not really like a betrayal since they have no like capacity for like uh, uh like they're not this isn't a betrayal they're like an implement um so it's just like i just i don't understand like it, emotionally it has no resonance uh, I mean, it's a little sad that you see all of the Jedi and they're, they're being killed. Um, but, but you don't yeah, know any I, of them. No, I mean, but, you know, there's there's people with glowy sticks and they're dying. And they're dying at the hands of this order from uh, a holographic Sidious. So that's bad. Uh-huh. And uh, that's that, that's about it. And then, you know, it hurts Yoda's heart and he drops a stick for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, fortunately... That gives him the evidence he needs to immediately behead uh, the the two guys who uh, come in after him. Um, and then the Wookiees are like, oh, they were totally going to kill him, even though we didn't see it. But uh, we will help you get to your escape ship that we didn't know was hidden over here for reasons or something. Um, and then you'll get into that and be off. It's weird. Mm. Very weird. Yeah, I mean, he's got a good rapport with the Wookiees and... Uh... I th- well, it's Chewbacca just, needed to be there, Dan, for the fans. Sure. Well, there was another Wookiee too who had like some uh, some cool hair. 
Yeah, yeah, but but he wasn't in uh, Chewbacca couldn't have been in charge. It was the other guy who had to be in charge because that wouldn't make any sense if Chewbacca was in charge. Chewbacca just needed to be there. Um, just just it's sort of sad the fan service that went into that. Well, it really it really pays off uh, from the original trilogy all the time uh, Yoda and Chewbacca hung out. Yeah, and all the times that uh, uh, Chewbacca brought up how he used to work with Jedi. Totally, totally. Yeah. And how he totally knows a Jedi Master named Yoda when Luke is looking for Jedi Masters. And mm. later, Luke shares his story about where he went that one time when he went away in Cloud City when they were doing the thing. Anyway, <sighs> Order 66, all the Jedi are being killed. Uh, Anakin goes off to the temple and kills a bunch of kids. Yeah, and uh, that makes no sense. Um, also, uh, Anakin did not need to be the one to murder the kids. I would just like to point that out like from a story standpoint. Any of the clone troopers could have done that part, uh, and then Anakin could have been horrified over the the loss that has occurred because of his other actions. But well, I, there's I, there's maybe something to be said about the fact that you know uh, he's kind of gone over the line and joined the wrong side now. But once he starts doing these things, there's there's literally no turning back, and he's kind of he he's all in on the Sith side of the the fence. Well, but that's to show us there's no turning back. But for him, it doesn't make any sense because he he just went immediately into child murder. Like, well, he he's from, he's following from, Sidious's orders. He's saying he he said do what needs to be done, you know, and their bloodline salt the earth kind of thing. Yeah, well, I mean, all, all all he said is do what needs to be done. So obviously that means child murder, and it means that he needs to personally do it. Um, he doesn't step off to the side and, you know, the clone troopers do it or anything like he just is just walks into that room and he's just going to he's going to have at it. And that's because we need to see how evil he is because he crossed the line, not because mm. the character did anything that makes any sense. Um, it, it's it's just to show us what evil is, because this is sort of like yeah. a very uh, simplistic idea of what evil is that is unmotivated. Well, there's that little bit where that like uh, slightly older twelve-year-old Jedi kid kills a few uh, troopers in defending uh, what's his name, Senator Organa, uh, and then uh, he eventually gets killed. But you know, he took out a couple clone troopers. Maybe Anakin just didn't didn't want to sacrifice any troopers uh, in order to kill the kids. I don't know. I mean, they sent a bunch of clone troopers in there to do other things. I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, why, it's pretty why brutal. They just didn't need to have him personally do it. It just didn't. It it was such a leap for the character motivation. That's that's my objection to that. If you want to kill all the children, sure, go ahead, because that makes sense for the story. Uh, not that I condone that, but it's just that if, you know, from a story point standpoint, we know that they're kids and that there aren't going to be any grown up Jedi by the time we get to Luke, so they must die at some point. Um, but it, it just it just didn't need to be Anakin that had to kill them because that it was it was not motivated by story stuff is that's my objection to it it's just yeah. like they could have you know he could have walked into that room saw they were all murdered and gone what have i done you know whatever whatever cliched yeah. ridiculous other thing you want to do but that would have still made more sense than what they ended up doing yeah there would have been a little less impact on the uh security hologram but yeah they still could have done that i mean although you know palpatine's in his head and palpatine's just kind of while he thinks Palpatine is on his side and he's his buddy, Palpatine's just kind of using him however he sees fit to just do terrible things. He's just kind of laughing in the corner like a psycho. So that's 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 how that's going. Uh, 
And then uh, then there's 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 a coded message telling Jedi to come back to the uh, the temple so they can be ambushed and killed. And they they decide uh, Obi Wan and Yoda decide they got to go back and turn that off. So if there are any Jedi Jedi still alive out there in the universe, uh, they don't come back and get murdered. Uh, which it's really just them too. So uh, their attempt to protect the last Jedi in the galaxy uh, would be better served if they just didn't go there. But uh, whatever, they find out there's going to be a special session of Congress uh, held by the Chancellor. So uh, that'll give them an opportunity to sneak in. Although I don't know why they assumed like maybe the clone troopers were going to be attending the session of Congress or something. It's, it's ugh, blah. Doesn't make any sense. Does it? No. Um, in the special sen- session of Congress, uh, Organa goes and Padme's there and there's all the ridiculous blathering on about stuff that makes no sense. Like this is how democracy dies with, you know, thunderous applause. Uh, and you know, Palpatine is all like, ah, I'm disfigured, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, but you know, it's only strengthened my resolve and now I'm going to form an empire. Cause it's totally, it's totally how we do things. Uh, and no one questions it and they all just cheer. Yay. Yay. Cause that's yeah. all the Senate does in this, this, you know, trilogy. They just clap and stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, George Lucas's um, ideas about politics uh, basically can be summed up as I do not like politics. Um, so t- there's that. We're just a straw poll away from being a dictatorship these days. Yeah, let's not go into that. Uh, mm. So uh, Vader Vader goes out to Lava Planet and kills all the Separatist leaders uh, by closing all the doors around everybody and just lightsaber up everybody. And they're all like, what are you doing? Why are you killing us? Because you're supposed to be on our side, according to the hologram. And then his eyes turn yellow to let us know that he's officially a Sith Lord. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about gullible? Um, <laughs> Newt Gunray <laughs> appears in three movies. Can't yeah. figure out that he is being manipulated for three films. Huh. Well, he well, kind of gets uh, and uh, to hang out on the the winning side of things for a while. So maybe he's he doesn't care that he's being manipulated because he's still kind of sort of got some power. Uh maybe I guess or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Seems like it seems like things aren't going well for him. Uh, I, I just I don't understand how this is in any of this is in any way good, or how any of their governments function. Um, in this state of warfare that they are locked in with the other thing. But it doesn't make any sense. Whatever. Uh, and the uh, uh, Padme takes her uh, little silver ship over uh, that C-3PO is piloting because they ran out of droids uh, since R2-D2 is with uh, Anakin. And uh, she needs to have a different silver ship in every film. Um, two in the last one, but on- only one in this one. Uh, and well, it's it's to to, to maintain her uh, anonymity. You don't want to drive the same car every day when people are trying to kill you. But uh, yeah, well, the lease was up on her last one, so she had to turn it in for the right. So you traded in. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so Obi Wan came and basically said, uh, "Your husband's kind of losing it. Uh, he, he's he's on the dark side. And he he's he's killing people and stuff. So you got to tell me where he is." And she's like, "No, he wouldn't do that. I don't believe you." And then she falls for like the dumbest thing ever, where she like immediately goes and tracks him down like as soon as she has that conversation and obi-wan just like hides in the closet in the spaceship and again uses the forest to close the door which is stupid but yeah uh, well i mean that's a good use of the forest really um also uh good use of the forest to control his bladder for the trip 
um, which is apparently out on the outer rim. Seems maybe far. he had uh, maybe he had one of those little bags that they use for uh, uh, sporting events. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, but the they, they they go through all of this stuff. They arrive on the planet, and then she goes out, and she's like crying with Anakin, and she's like, "Ah, oh, you've done all this terrible stuff, like younglings. Blah, it's terrible." Um, and uh, he's like, "I did it all for you. All this murder is in your name." Um, because that's supposed to cheer her up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, it's totally cool. <laughs> Uh, I'm doing this for us. Oh, and by the way, also, I'm now stronger than the Emperor, and we can overthrow him, and we can rule the whole galaxy ourselves. It, wouldn't that be cool? And she's like, what are you talking about? I don't even know you anymore. And then he's like, how dare you? Yeah, and then uh, Obi-Wan is like, you know, I think we landed. I'm going to walk out of this closet now. Um, and <laughs> uh, then Anakin freaks out, and he's like, oh, you betrayed me. And then he does this thing where... The whole entire movie, he had been trying to protect her, and then he force chokes her. Um, and it's just like, okay, so that was that was really, really, really not a good move, uh, you bozo. His, and- uh, his emotions have apparently gotten the better of him to the degree that the one constant throughout the trilogy that he has been trying to protect is now uh, his enemy. So there is... Exactly zero motivation for his flip-flop from side to side on this one, where she's just kind of afraid of him and starts backing away, and then he kind of sees Obi-Wan in the ship there and doesn't believe that, or doesn't know, or doesn't believe that he's stowed away or whatever. And uh, he thinks his his, his pregnant wife is, is, you know, betraying him. Yeah, well, that's really the first conclusion you should jump to, I suppose. And I mean, you know, only only a Sith deals in absolutes. And I guess now that he's he he has his name Darth Vader, uh, he's allowed to use absolutes because uh, you know it's part of the rule book. It's part of the it's part of the new team's rule book. He's allowed to do that. Yeah, it's a it's an attribute. Um, so they they uh, have a somewhat ridiculous fight uh, that goes through the control room um, and then out onto the balconies and then on the balconies that are burning in the lava now because they broke the shield thing when they were in the control room and then it's bobbing through the lava and then they hop off onto the top of droid heads which float uh and scoop lava for i don't i don't know how the commerce thing works on this planet but uh that's job um and then they uh like hit each other every time the droids get close and then they leap off into another floating platform thingy and uh, it's just like uh, a fr- friend of the show, Todd Vaziri worked on this and there's like an entertainment tonight clip you can watch of him talking about it. And he's it, like, there's all the kinds of like lava stuff they layered in from real photo, of, uh, real uh, photography that they took of, of lava explosions. I think he was kill away. He said, um, but I have no objection to the way it looks. I just have an objection to just the absurdity of the motivation for what they're doing and how long this fight takes and the jumping around on different platforms like it's a like it's a Super Mario Brothers level um it's it's just a little strange yeah there's uh i guess you could sort of like in the the princess bride kind of way understand how they're going from place to place and continuing their fight but i think it it did kind of make me chuckle a little bit where they go from the control room and then like the next cut is Obi-Wan outside like walking backwards on like the tiniest of little rails out over the lava it's like okay 
you had nowhere else to go that you were just going to like backwards tightrope walk over this thing. And then eventually they get out to the slightly more stable area after it falls down. But like he goes right from the control room out to like this really narrow thing. Yeah. Uh, and it's not tactically sound. Um, but the fight goes on forever. And then eventually they, you know, are on the, uh, the, the shores of the lava river. Uh, and uh, Anakin's all like, uh, don't, don't I uh Obi-Wan's all like don't do it and then Anakin's like I'm gonna do it and then Obi-Wan's like don't <laughs> do it and then Anakin's I've like got, I'm I, gonna do it I got the high ground it's like well I'm more powerful or which apparently means my flips are twice as high as you think they are yeah uh unfortunately for him uh he doesn't have a leg to stand on in that argument um because yeah he's he starts when on, a, on his landing he doesn't he doesn't quite stick the landing because uh uh, obi-wan cuts his legs off no nope, we're gonna have to de- uh, deduct points um but the yeah he so he's he's fallen onto the burning hot coals uh on the sides of lava uh lava river um and uh his body slowly starts catching on fire uh and he's burning alive and his robot hand and stuff and he's stumps and like his hair burns off and uh, he's just shouting, and and Obi Wan's like, "Yeah, you're the you were the chosen one," you know, and mm-hmm. stuff. And if he was actually sad about how his friend had turned to the dark side, who you know, who's even though he's on fire, he's shouting, "I hate you" and stuff, and I want to kill you and whatever. And he's doing his like Terminator impression with the 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 one metal hand pulling himself forward. Uh, the humane thing would have been to you know like give him a little force push into the lava and like kill him right away rather than just let him like lay there and be burned to death. But no, no, no. Obi-Wan's just going to let him burn and suffer and then walk away before he dies. Like he's a bond villain, not actually seeing if his victim has been killed or not. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that that was, uh, there was no urgent reason for him to leave Anakin there in that condition. Uh, and, and, if he did really still have any sort of feelings for him at all, uh, then he probably should have just put him out of his misery at that point. Like you're saying, although probably pushing him into the lava wouldn't have been, I would would suggest maybe decapitating him or something a little faster. Uh, but anyway, uh, he, he, he does not, he just, he just sits there and then he goes back up and, uh, gets, uh, Padma back into, uh, the ship takes R2D2 and C3PO and then they go off and uh land on some asteroid uh that has like a I don't know uh nineteen eighties space colony on it, uh with uh sort sort of soft mint green and, and purple people. Uh uh so you know that that's there's that. But some then, doctor robots. But yeah. M- meanwhile back on uh Back Coruscant. on Coruscant, yeah. the Senate is become a war zone between Yoda and Palpatine. Yeah, uh, there's this, there's this thing here with this um, when he when Yoda walks into this room, um, which is <laughs> talking about the foot. Yeah, it's it's one of those things I didn't notice it till I was watching this one time, and and when Yoda does like a little flip over to block the doorway, um, the, the camera does like a little move. But then there's uh, one of the the Imperial guards in the red stuff that's been knocked out. Uh, their foot isn't in, in the frame, and it's shot photographically, and it did not have that camera move. 
Um, so just watch that. It's it's just a little strange. Uh, you, you'll you'll see it. It just doesn't shift like it. It's, it should be moving the way like with the camera thing or something. But don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. Uh, there's some faceting too on the part of the set that's not real. Uh, so that's also a little <laughs> None distracting. Of the set is real. No. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think there was like some carpet that they gave uh, Ian McDermott to stand on. Don't you think? Yeah, I, I believe maybe the floor and then like <laughs> maybe some of the steps or something. But those walls back behind uh, Palpatine, where they're just this like weird, soft, curvy, yeah. purpley stuff. Like it was, it was all too glowy. Um, but the uh, this this starts the duel of the fates, um, and we get the the musical cue from the first movie. Mm-hmm. And then they they fight all over the room, and then they fight on top of. Uh, the the Chancellor's Senate car and somebody bumps the button and it goes up through the floor and then suddenly they're in the Senate and uh, the Chancellor is just like full-blown crazy pants and he's throwing Senate cars at Yoda who's flipping around and doing all kinds of flippy Yoda stuff and even even Palpatine's doing uh, silly loopy flippy nonsense just like, you know, CG Yoda. Yeah, well, I wish... There's something undignified, I have to say, about uh, making everyone bounce around like this. Um, I, I think that it it could have maybe preserved some dignity uh, for the process if they had not been as uh, elastic, shall we say, in their movements. Uh, they they you know the Senate cars. There's you know that one where uh, Palpatine chucks it down at Yoda and he. Uh, sort of holds it with the force and then spins it and then launches it back towards Palpatine. Um, and then there's like a, a mildly entertaining reaction shot from Palpatine as he realizes that he should stop cackling and move. Uh, he just kind of steps out of the way though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, it, you know, it, they, they almost fight them. They almost fight to a draw really, except for like one little thing. And then, so Yoda gets, gets knocked out of there and escapes uh, but it, it was like it was really close. So it's a good thing that Obi Wan and Yoda didn't take him on together, because then they would actually have defeated him. Um, instead, they split up. Because that was what you do when you only have one of you left, and everyone in the universe is after you. You should, you should probably split up into a into a small group that can't really. Uh, stand a reasonable chance of accomplishing its goals well it's uh it's like a uh jedi uh offsite backup plan or something you can't have them both in the same place at the same time because if they both die you lose all of your jedi but if only one dies at the hands of uh either anakin or palpatine then you have another one somewhere so you've got your jedi backup offsite oh okay um i was gonna say they probably just didn't do that because then they wouldn't have been able to do the other three movies that they already made. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, they basically just did uh, kind of like the end of Jedi, where uh, rather than hanging off a TV antenna off the bottom of a uh, not Jedi, the end of uh, Empire, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. yeah, rather than hanging off of Cloud City, uh, Yoda crawls through a ventilation shaft, and he, you know, he left his good jacket and his lightsaber there. I don't know why he didn't take those with him. Uh, but then he, he sneaks out and uh, he, he hitches a ride with, uh, what's your who's it, Organa? Jimmy Smits and his weird accent. Um, and they uh, they get out of there. Uh, it, there are a lot of those uh, circular openings uh, for, for getting 
into uh, through floors and ceilings in this film. Uh, Grievous gets into one on board the Trade Federation ship, and Yoda crawls through one here. Uh, it's a popular design. Um, and they uh, they they go off and they meet uh, Obi Wan and uh, find out the situation on uh, medical asteroid nine one one and the uh, you know asteroid hope um, uh, er. Asteroid ER. Asteroid ER. Anyway, so they're there, uh, and they they find out that there are twins from the robot doctor, and the robot doctor is like, oh, uh, by the way, there's nothing medically wrong with her. She has just given up her will to live, uh, which I would just like to point out did not really need to be in the story, <laughs> like, as a line. Um, I, I think that that's kind of ridiculous. I think that... Uh, you could just say that she died because of the force joke or maybe that she had complications because of that. Or maybe it was from inhaling lava fumes. I like, I don't know. You could have come up with anything else other than, Oh, well she gave up. Maybe she just literally just died in childbirth, which is a thing, but no, there had to be a little bit more mystery around it for, for old George. Yeah. Or, or, or if you really wanted to tie it together, since they're intercutting this childbirth scene with, uh, the, the, fusing armor onto a burnt corpse in 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 the uh medical bay or whatever in the the torture tower that palpatine has back on coruscant uh like if you if you wanted to uh tie those two together then maybe you know palpatine was siphoning off uh her life energy in order to keep him alive because they had that that bond between them and like that was all part of his evil plan and this way he gets to keep his minion but it wasn't tied together like that or anything um and it wasn't tied together with any other thing she just gave up uh so it's the best reason you can come up with i guess it's like well she needs to die at the end of the film so she's dead (laughs) no it was uh it was dumb reason it's very dumb I mean, yeah. she didn't even have to die because Palpatine lies to Anakin and said, you know, when you force choked her, you totally accidentally killed her. So whoops. And then he does his terrible yelling. But uh, even if she didn't die right then, like he could have just said that and he would have been uh, sad and lost it. But uh, Padme could have died 20 years later, like in witness protection program on some strange planet. And it wouldn't have made any difference. No, I, I, but then you'd have to explain why the children were split up. I guess uh, it, safety. Just, yeah. What one of you gets love and the other one gets sand. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> that's like the saddest part of this. Uh, old unfeeling Yoda. He's like, uh, send the girl with the senator. They're like, well, we always wanted a girl. She'll be loved. And uh, what about the boy? Ah, I send him with his family out on that planet. Um, no one will go looking for him there. Um, no, back on back on horrible sand planet that still has slavery and is ruled by slugs. Um, <laughs> should totally totally blend in. Nobody uh, will look for him uh, with the rest of his family. That's just. Oh, also, we need to tie up a uh, loose end with the plot. Mind wipes you through Pio. No, did they? Did they? Did he say that? Yes. Yeah. He's like have have this protocol droid's memory erased, but only the protocol droid. So R2 should still know everybody? R2 not only knows everyone that he met in this movie, um, but he also knows who Darth Vader is and that he is Anakin <laughs> Skywalker 
and that he used to work for him. And then when he goes to work for Luke Skywalker, guess what? He doesn't say, oh, hey, Skywalker, that's an unusual name. Uh, I happen to work for this other guy. Like, it doesn't flash up on uh, the, the little screen in Luke's X-Wing. It doesn't, it's not anything he discusses with the C-3PO at any point. Maybe he gets wiped some other time. Okay, later. sure. Uh, yeah. But yes, that is quite stupid. But no, the dumbest thing in this last scene is, uh, uh, well, Obi-Wan's basically going to go to Tatooine 2 to sort of like keep an eye on Luke from a distance. And uh, Yoda says, I got some homework for you while you're out there all by yourself. Uh, Qui-Gon's basically still alive. Not really alive, but alive. He's a force ghost. He, he managed to keep his spirit alive. And I'm going to teach you how to talk to force ghosts because uh, apparently he figured out how to do it. He, A, figured out that force ghosts were a thing. B, figured out that Qui-Gon was a force ghost. Uh, C, figured out how to talk to them. And now he's going to teach uh, Obi-Wan how to do it. So. Yeah, it's an interesting tutorial. Uh, but I don't like the scene when he lands on Tatooine uh, and uh, goes over on the little uh, farty lizard camel over to the uh, the Lars homestead and uh, then hands the baby over to Baru and uh, then Baru walks over to... Uh, uh, what's his face uh, who is standing exactly <laughs> who is standing uh, uh, uncle Owen's standing exactly as luke was standing in the original star wars and then they both look into the sunset just like luke did that other time in that other movie and it was just like oh guys guys like you could you could just do something that made like it feel natural instead of just trying to make a reference to your other movies I, I just I just don't appreciate it. No, uh, and it also makes you wonder if he called ahead, or if uh, he just like rolled up and was like, "Hey, I got a baby for you. Here you go." Yeah, and also he's very trusting because he's not like, uh, you know, you would think that they would be able to figure out that maybe they could take advantage of the situation of of, of being uh, the care people of this this child, but he but he's very trusting that they they will do the right thing. I mean, they do the right thing, of course, but. You know, he doesn't, it's not a situation where uh, uh, they try to take advantage. Um, so it's, it's good for the other. They probably feel a little bit obligated from when they met Anakin and he kind of sort of saved their stepmom, but not really because she died anyway. And he was a good dude, but he's he's gone now and this is his kid. So would you mind taking care of him? Yeah. Uh, and then Leia is on the planet that's all swoopy but has the Alps um and uh there's that terrible balcony bench thing uh with the, <laughs> I don't I don't get it and it's just like they're coddling the baby and like Jimmy Smith's so happy um whatever uh and then we have the sadness of uh uh you know Padme uh, her funeral and stuff with the the stegosaurus Clydesdales um, pulling <laughs> her uh, thing, and there's the the third queen in the trilogy. I, I don't know how often they elect these queens, but it seems rather frequent. Um, and uh, Jar Jar and the the boss, whatever his name was, is is there from the Gungans, and they're all sad, marching along. And uh, there's the little trinket that Anakin gave her, tucked under hands. And she's got all the flowers and stuff. 
Uh, yeah, the, the the little necklace all the way back from when he was a little boy that he gave to her, which also, by the way, she was wearing earlier while she was sleeping, which is a weird thing to do. Yeah, you think that'd be uncomfortable, um, or maybe choke her. Uh, choke. <laughs> That's not the only thing that I could gave her that would choke her. Uh, and then at the end there, we've got uh, the uh, the Imperial ship that is shaped like the Imperial ships that we've all come to know with the uh, control room there and then the balcony. And uh, Vader walks up to the windows and you see the shell of the Death Star being built. And that's the other thing, along with the um, the different droids that are in every single scene and in every single place whenever they feel the need, like the ships change just very quickly. So they, they must have a very fast very efficient manufacturing base on one of these planets that could just whip out new designs for uh, ships whenever they feel inclined. Well, you know, it was wartime, so they were uh, they were just building stuff nonstop. Uh, gotta gotta do the best or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, well, you know, like think about how they started World War Two with like biplanes and crap, and then by the end of it, they had like the first jets and stuff happening so uh it, it's progress i suppose uh when when horrible things are occurring uh the thing i find distracting about this scene is uh wayne pygram who played scorpius on uh farscape is covered in so much makeup to try and make him look like grand moff tarkin um and it is completely absolutely unnecessary for them to do any of this uh and have him appear at all he has no speaking line he stands there and then turns and walks away. And he is just covered in a distracting amount of makeup. I didn't even notice him. Uh, well, I did, because they made a very big deal about it back when I was paying attention to all of the things that you should really care about. We're coming out in new Star Wars movies and how it was going to be the best one ever. <laughs> the end. Darth Vader, he's all shiny, and uh, did they change the proportions of his helmet a little bit in this one, or am I misremembering? It's uh, Hayden Christensen inside the costume, so the shoulders and stuff and everything, it's all its all different scale, because he's not as tall or hmm. wide or anything as David Prowse, so he's, he's, he's a hmm. little Vader. It looked like uh, his, his, his hat mullet part was a little bit bigger than his uh, face mask part, comparatively to the old one. Yeah, I think they tried to change the scale of it so that it would seem like it was in proportion to the body size, but uh, but it just it, he he's he's not he just doesn't look like he doesn't really look like Vader. Um, they they could have just like had anybody else in a suit that looked like David Prowse um, <laughs> instead of having him do that because it it didn't need to emote like David Prowse or anything like it was just a guy in a suit <sighs> for a couple scenes. And then you just dub no over the whole thing. Hmm. <sighs> Credits. Yep. So this, just like the other prequels, took us from A to B. Did a lot of stuff. Let's see, what did it do? It killed a lot of Jedi. It formed the Empire. Uh, it put Palpatine in its place as the Emperor. Uh, switched Anakin from the Jedi to the dark side, uh, birthed Leia and Luke. Uh, let's see what else happened. Other stuff happened. Anything else of consequence, really, in the movie? Uh, people go into exile. Yeah, Yoda went and hid. Mm-hmm. Obi-Wan kind of sort of went to hit and hid. Yeah. So we did all of those things uh, with a lot of a lot of scenes all over the place that were kind of weird. I don't care for it. 
Hmm. Did General Grievous need to be in this movie at all? No. Yeah, I think I agree with you there. Even yeah. uh, even Dooku in the very beginning. I mean, he wasn't in it for very long, but that's you know he didn't do much. Yeah, yeah. It, it, Grie- Grievous is in here to have a cool new foe, uh, and Dooku is in here to um, have an apprentice that dies, so that there is a vacancy. Um, <laughs> the because that's that's really what you need. Always two. There are a master and apprentice. I mean, it just seems like this doesn't really scale very well. Uh, but they. Uh, I was expecting more Christopher Lee in the film than there was, uh, sad to say. Um, and unfortunately, Christopher Lee is no longer with us. But uh, even 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 in something where he only has to like show up for five minutes, he still you know turns in a performance that is adequate for what is more than adequate for what the script involves. Um, so it's so good on him. Yeah, yeah. So that's that. Also, uh, how distracting was it when uh, Palpatine uh, gets the makeup on and it's like, it's so (laughs) thick. It is like the thickest rubber mask makeup you've ever seen. There's a point where his contacts, I think, are a little off too. Like they're Mm -hmm. kind of a little like not facing the same direction or maybe it was the camera angle. But yeah, right after he gets uh, his force lightning all up in his face and gets all ugly looking, he... uh, he he does not look super great, and he he's, his face is making some weird movements. Well, also it's like shiny, like it, it's just, it's very it's very rubbery. It doesn't it doesn't feel like it was a burn victim or anything. Uh, so it's it's peculiar. I I think they should have made something that looked more like the uh, sort of chalky, uh, sliding around, uh, like thin, delicate kind of uh skin stuff that they used in return of the jedi like this this stuff is just like it's like you could bounce a quarter off his face it's just, it's <laughs> in- inappropriate um and uh there's also like a weird sort of like uh like crease that goes straight down the middle of his forehead like mm-hmm. a like a big butt crack on it and it's just it's, <laughs> it's very peculiar it almost looks like they did like a halfway between the uh, pre-special edition, post-special edition Emperor from the giant hologram. So, because his eyes are still kind of weird and buggy, but he looks like a human. Yeah, I just I don't agree with the makeup choice. Uh, and they also did some weird stuff with his voice in post. So there's like initially when he has the Force Lightning stuff right after the Mace Windu scene, and he and he's he's all like rise and he, and his voice is just all processed and funky like i i just don't know why they did that but it is yeah there. it kind of came and went too so it was it was funkier at some times than other times but they were doing something to it anyway yeah yeah that uh buttons up the original trilogy hooray thank god it's over well, that, that buttons up the prequel, not the original trilogy. Well, right, we already, sure, we already buttoned the f- up the original trilogy. The prequels, the first, well, the second trilogy, but the first in the anyway. Yeah. Uh, so we have successfully navigated these perilous waters, uh, and and now there is the 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 great mystery that awaits us with the seventh movie next week. So the force is gonna awaken. Yeah. Which is a better title than Revenge of the Sith. I'm not sure. I also don't like it. <laughs> it's it's all right. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I'm just I'm trying to keep an open mind. I just I just don't care for the title. Are you? Mm-hmm. What if there's an emperor in it? I I 
I'm not sure. We'll see. We'll see what the political system entails in the next movie. I'm sure it'll be more interesting than this. Mm. Uh, maybe somebody would have looked at Wikipedia to see how governments work. Um, <laughs> but it's, I mean, well, you know, to, in all fairness to George Lucas, I mean, he didn't really have access to Wikipedia. He just had his own library in his Skywalker ranch that was full of encyclopedias that he could have opened and been like, hey, what's the Senate like? Um, but, but, you know, it's... <laughs> It's asking a little much of him. The executive branch is divided into three. So, never mind. Uh, yeah. How does government work? Um, the government doesn't work. If only there was a strong authoritative voice that could tell everybody what to do. Like a director who was able to make all of the right decisions at all the right times. Uh, good Lord. All right. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm mm-hmm. tired of these movies. You're tired of Space Stan? No, I'm tired of these prequels. I look yeah. forward to seeing what, if anything, uh, JJ is able to do with the uh, the world and the universe and the characters and stuff. I think it would be very, 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 very hard to make something that is as bad as these <laughs> last three movies we have discussed. I, yeah, I yeah. the the landscape of movies these days would just not tolerate something like this. I mean, no, I, well, I mean, I think everyone had to tolerate it though, like. Uh, because it's Lucas. Like it, it wasn't. It wasn't someone else who came in and did this. Luke Lucas is Star Wars up until the point he sold it. Like that. <laughs> that is. It is. It's what it was. I mean, there's this sort of denial about this stuff. Like I've I've talked about it in the past, and it's like, nope. It is what it is. It's Star Wars. This guy owns it. This guy says what it is. This guy made it. And so yeah. you are. No, I guess stuck. what I mean is, I feel like if he had tried to do the prequels now he would have gotten through Phantom Menace and it would have failed so miserably he wouldn't even have bothered to make two and three. Uh, perhaps with the uh, the climate of people going to go see theaters, but I don't know. I think people are just so attached to it from their youth. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, you look when at they were the <laughs> When they didn't get hit by lightsabers. Uh, yeah, uh, so, yeah. I, I, I think, to a certain extent, the hype machine is just... We've talked about it. Anything they, they can do, basically anything in this next movie, and people will still go see it. I just it, whether it does well uh, will kind of determine how much more they push in this direction. Although they've already started working on uh, Ryan Johnson's version too, haven't they? Uh, Dan, yeah. Um, Star Wars under Disney will be a a, a powerful juggernaut that will crush the the landscape of cinemas for every single year to come. So uh, it doesn't really matter how this movie does. Like, I think it, it matters a little bit. Well, I mean, it'll matter for like how they choose to market the next ones, or maybe they'll change some things in editorial, but like it's, it's coming out like no matter what it is, it, the next one will come out and the other tie-ins will come out. Like every, everything's coming out. Everything's yeah, coming I out. Guess- Jedi. <laughs> I guess if they're if they're uh, able and willing to keep doing it with stuff like Spider Man, uh, it's going to keep going for Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, look at the the Marvel stuff. Like it is all designed to to be this perfectly palatable little little cube of entertainment that that comes out like clockwork and uh, is is backed by a merchandising and marketing machine that will crush your soul. So uh, that, that it's it's there's nothing you can do about it. It is inevitable. You, like your father, are now Disney's. <laughs>